0: Pay attention. Pay attention. Oh, that's better. Are you ready? One, two, three. Got you. On three. Are you ready? One, two, three. Very good. All right. Do you remember the old man? What was his name like? Joe Stumpy. Stumpy was his nickname. We're going to see if we can get Stumpy to come out tonight. So we got to be really loud. Are you Ready? Here we go. We've got to be really loud. Let's, let's make Stumpy angry. Here we go. One, two, three. Not yet. Let's do it again. you got to be louder. Ready? One. Hush. Uh, I think I hear him sleeping. He's sleeping. we got to wake him up. Can we wake him up? Okay. Here we go, as loud as we can. Only when it's in the air, and when I catch it, quiet, and we're gonna see if, we, if he wakes up, okay? Here we go, one, two, three. I heard him, I think we're, oh, there he is. Well, hello, Mr. Stumpy. What are you doing? (laughs) We're trying to wake you up. Sound like you were having a nice nap back there. I was. Then you
1: ruined it with your loud frass of frass and whatnot.
0: (laughs) Are you still grumpy at us tonight? Yes. You promised you would keep it quiet, and you didn't. I think instead of calling him Stumpy, we should call him Grumpy. What do you think? Mr. Grumpy old man. We're just having a little fun. But this is my property, not a place for fun. Okay, 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 fine, go be grumpy then. We won't bother you again tonight.
2: You better not. Okay. Let's do it again, you ready, here we go. One, two, three.
0: (laughs) He's so angry his eyeballs are about to pop out of his head. We're just funnin' with you. Well, I don't like it. Ah. Well, I hope by the end of the week, you're a lot nicer than you are right now. You go ahead and go back to sleep, old grumpy. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's sit up straight. Put our hands in our lap. Keep our feet still. It's time to begin tonight, so I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Stewart, and I think he's already got some people ready to get the flags and the Bible ready, so sh-
3: hand it to him when it comes to that yeah I forgot about
0: All right, you can be seated everything. just for a moment. We are going to say our verse again tonight, but remember last night, we started out and, and I forgot to get Dale out here, and Dale got a little offended, so tonight we're going to call for Dale, okay? Dale heard that. Dale already knows we're here. Okay, are you ready? On the count of three, one, two, three, Dale! Hey, Dale, buddy, old pal, how are you doing?
3: Brother Eric never looked better.
0: Hey, hey. You're, you're not even looking at me. <sighs> Fine. That's probably why. Anyway, okay. <sighs> you are not very nice did to me, Dale. I thought we were today? friends. I thought we were friends.
3: Uh, did you bring me candy?
0: Um, I forgot. You like Snickers, don't you? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you're super yeah. nice, or if you're super nice, I will get you a Snickers bar tomorrow night. Oh, Brother Eric
3: is the best song leader in the world
0: oh see just bribes that's all it takes yeah and, uh, okay uh so here's yeah, what we're gonna yeah. do let's get our team captains up here for the girls it's miss christine yeah. yay girls and for the boys brother will right here yeah. yay okay. yeah. Yeah. wow they are booing you over here on this side man so listen to this listen to this so tonight we're going to do something fun afterward tonight, okay? so I'm going to tell you right now if you brought if you brought the most visitors, so whoever brought the most on the girl side, whoever brought the most on the boys side: you, you know, get right? a
3: dead snake.
0: No no, you don't get a dead snake. no 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 no, no. You said that be fun. It, it is going to be fun. Whichever, fun whichever team loses tonight, listen Shh. whichever team loses. The team captain is going to get water balloons dumped on them off the top of the lift. Oh, back man. over there. All right. So which team do you think is going to win tonight? Is it going to be the boys or is it going to be the girls? Side? We will see. We will see. Let's start with the guys. Stand up, guys. We're going to say our verse together tonight. It's right up here on the screen. If you can see it, I hope you can. Say it as good and as loud as you possibly can. Dale, say it with us tonight, all right, as we begin. Here we go. Ready together, boys? But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, Isaiah 28. 13 a all right that's pretty good you can be seated now girls your turn let's see if you can outdo the boys all right there's a lot more of you so you have a good shot at that all right here we go say it with us begin girls but the word of the lord Lord was unto them precept precept upon precept 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 upon precept precept. Line line. line.
4: Line line upon line
0: line upon line Here a little, and there a little, Isaiah 28, 13a. All right, be seated. Now, Dale, who do you think's ahead so far? Dale. D- Dale, no. You cannot be the winner. We've been through this. Which side do you think is ahead so far? Girls. The girls are winning right now. Okay. We're not done yet. We're not done. The boys have a chance here. To pull into the lead. Now, this time it's going to be for the flag, Dale. First flag of the night. So, you need to be watching and listening. Boys, let's stand up. Your turn. Here we go. As loud as you can. The words are right there on the screen. Let's say it together. Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28, 13a. That's pretty good. Be seated, boys. All right, no, guys. This good. is your chance. This is your chance. Dale is listening. Here we go. All together, girls. But the. <laughs> Peace
1: up. Line upon line, 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 line,
0: line upon line, a little, a little, You may be seated.
3: Oh, wow. wow. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Dale had to think about it a little. Dale, Not.
0: Dale, has to th- you have to think about this a little, Dale. No. No? Uh, well, Dale, what, what do you think? Wait, who, who, uh, who's it going to be? The yeah. boys or the girls?
3: Obviously, it was
0: the girls. The girls, <laughs> guys! Whoa. All right. All right. Um, girls get the first flag of the night. Oh, yeah. However, okay. we have a lot more to go, boys, so don't give up yeah. hope, okay? All right. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to go into our Bye. game time. All right? So... Miss Kristen, I need one, let's see, last night we did two girls, right, so I need one girl, two boys tonight, two boys, one girl tonight, and we are going to play Let's Make a Deal, all right, Let's Make a Deal, oh, let's see here, we need some candy to give away, you're the first one up here, so. You go stand behind whichever box you choose, one, two, or three, okay? One, two, or three. Are you coming up here? Weston? All right, come up here, Weston. You can choose box one or box three. Which one would you like? Let's go into box three, okay? You'll be behind box number one. All right, now let me remind you how this works in case maybe you weren't here last night or maybe you were here but you forgot. Two of these boxes have really good stuff under them, stuff that you'd want to take home, one of these boxes has something that's not so good underneath it. All right. Now, you don't know which is which. OK, so what I'm going to try and get you to do is I'm going to try and get you to sell your box to me for whatever it is I want to give you. OK, Does that make sense. All right. So you have to choose which box or which prize you want to go home with. Now, I, I, I wanted to mention this last night. I failed to mention this when we started this game. But I want you to understand something tonight, kids. We have a lot of fun, right? Bible school's a lot of fun. We have the puppets and the games and all that kind of stuff. But the decisions that you make this week in your heart and in your life, that's the most important thing you're going to do this week, okay? That's the most important thing that you're going to do. So when Brother Robert comes up to preaching a little bit, you pay attention, you listen, and when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to you, you let Him work in your life, okay? And you know what those things are called? They're called choices. Choices. And your choices that you make all throughout your life, those choices are going to define you, okay? That's, and so it's important that you make good choices, okay? Good choices. So when we play this game tonight, it kind of goes along with that because they're going to make a choice. They're either going to choose what's in the box or they're going to choose what I try and give them, okay? Now, you can help them. You can help them. Does any of you know what's under these boxes, no, some of you are saying yes because you're trying to be funny, but you do not know. Unless you're a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, and you're up here beforehand looking, okay? But, but, all right, we're going to try and help them out here. So, let's see, Brent, we're going to go with you first because we're gentlemen, right, guys? And we're going to let the ladies go first. So, here's what we're going to do. I, 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 is there any of this candy here that I have that, that you really like? It's like your favorite. I mean, i got Hershey's Kit Kats. I've got Swedish Fish. I've got Jolly Rancher Gummies. i you like Hershey's and Kit Kats? Oh, perfect. So I have Hershey's and Kit Kats right here. And, and do you like uh, Tahitian tree Dr. Pepper, or Pepsi? You're like, oh, seeing you. Is that why you picked this box? Because you like the Dr. Pepper? Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I, I will give you this Dr. Pepper for what's in there. Now, you don't know what's in there. You might have a bad prize. This may be the best thing you walk away with tonight. All right? So what should she do? Should she take the Dr. Pepper, or should she take what's in the box? What do you think? Now, now, somebody, somebody tell me, which box had the bad prize last night? Three. Box three. So what do you think the odds are the box three has the bad prize tonight, Bryn? You think it's really low? that, Yeah. Um, okay, Weston, do not touch the box. That's the rule. Don't touch the box. Good job. Okay. Now, so what do you think you should do? What if your box has that bad prize, Bryn? And you took the box when you could have gone home with your favorite soda. It's a tough choice, isn't it? What do you want to do, Bren? What are you going to do? Should she keep it or should she give it up for the two-liter? What should she do? The choice is yours, Brin. You're going to take the two-liter? Okay, she's taking the two-liter. Give her a hand. Come here. Come on down this way and I will give you this. Take it home with you. Give her a hand. Good, good job. Now I don't know. Maybe she made a good deal. Maybe she made a bad deal. I'm not sure. Now, Weston... You were the next one that came up here. Now, you have a choice, Weston. You have a choice. You can either choose box number two, or you can stay with box number three. But if you come over to box number two, I will give you a Kit Kat to go with whatever is in box number two. What would you like to do, Weston?
3: You're
0: going to take box two? Okay, stay right there now. Stay right there. Now, Now, Cade... Cade, you have a choice as well. Do you like any of this kind of candy here? Do you like this stuff? I'll tell you what I'll do. I I will give you a Hershey bar to stay with box number one. What do you think? Would you like to stay with box number one? Or maybe you like Kit Kats better and you'd like to move to box number three. You like just the Hershey bar better than Kit Kats? Okay, so you're going to stay with box number one. And, and you want to stay with box number two, Weston. Okay, so, so Kate, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead, since you've... Now, now you chose box one, right? That's your final choice. Okay, so say, say this with me. Say, I choose, box one. I choose box number one. Okay, so there's no doubt. He has chosen this box right here. So here's what we're going to do, Kate. I'm going to go ahead and let you take this with you. You get that, okay? Now, whatever else is in here, good or bad, you're taking it home. Are you ready to see what's under your box? Are you ready to see what's under the box? Okay, here we go. One, two, three. You know, I don't know, because maybe we should start with uh, Weston. What do you think? Should we start over there? You want? Okay. All right. They want to start with you. Okay, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Whoa, baby. The mother load is in here. Sour Patch Kids, Chips Ahoy's, Kit Kats, take it home with you. Don't share with your sister. I'm just kidding, Claire, wherever you are. Okay. Now, Weston, hold on just a second, Weston. Now, we have a dilemma here, buddy. There's a dilemma because the bad prize is still there somewhere. So, would you like to stay with box number two? You're going back to box number three? What should he do? Now hold on a second. Shh. I I just happen to know he has. I happen to know guys, he has some loving sisters over here. Maybe they'd like to help him. What do you think he should do, Shar uh, and Joni? What do you What do you think? Say behind box two. They're saying box number two. Now, do you listen to your sisters normally? You want to say behind box number two? Okay, okay, okay. Shh. Hold on. He is trusting. He is trusting his sisters and their infinite amount of wisdom. Okay. Weston, do me a favor. Don't touch the box. Tell everybody, say, I choose box number two.
2: I choose number box two.
0: We'll take it. All right, now. He chooses number box two. So. This is yours. You can go and put that in your pocket, all right? But here's what we're going to do. First of all, we're going to see what you did not choose. Because like I said last night, Weston, last night the bad prize was under box number three. So the odds of the bad prize being under box number three, pretty slim. So you don't get the Kit Kat that was on top of box number three. But here's what I'm going to do, Weston. I'm going to let you have a sneak peek before anybody else. Okay, are you ready? Uh-huh. This is what you did not pick. Go ahead, look under there. Can you look under there? Now let me ask you a question. Are, are, it's a bad one? What? I didn't think diapers were bad. It's a... Whew! I think this baby's been used. Not really, not really, not really. All right, Weston, so you ready to see what you won? Are you excited for Weston? Here we go. On the count of three. One, two, three. What do we got under there? Oh, Hershey's, Sour Patch, Reese's. Give Weston a hand. Made a good choice tonight. Great job, Weston. All right. Tomorrow night, we'll have some more kids that will make some more choices. And we'll see if you choose good or bad. Tell you what, it's time to sing a song. It's coming up here on the screen. This song is "If You're Saved and You Know It." Let's all stand up together. Hey,
2: brother Eric.
0: Oh, hold oh, on! Oh, 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 I gotta,
2: I gotta hear. I gotta, Hi, Brother Eric. I'm excited to be at VBS.
0: Hey, Kermit. Kermit, we are so glad you're here. Oh, me too. I'm so excited. Are you having a good time? I'm having a wonderful time. Oh, awesome, awesome. We saw you for a few minutes last night, and and, uh, I got to say that I was glad to see and hear that you had a good uh, time at the pond and got the big flies and all Mm. that. I mean, that was great, man.
2: Oh, it was wonderful.
0: (laughs) So um, let me ask you a question. You haven't seen Miss Piggy around, have you? Mm-mm, not at all. Okay, well, well, that's good because uh, you know how she is. Uh, kind of scary. Yeah, kind of scary, and she's kind of demanding on you. I know that for sure. Uh, but very. You. Hey, very. would you like to help me with this song?
2: Well, absolutely.
0: Okay, so the first verse, if you're, is if you're saved, then you know it. Catch some flies. Mm, No, not really, not really, not really. Okay, the first verse is this. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. Real easy, okay? So here we go. Let's sing it out together. Are you ready to sing with me? If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. Come on. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. Now, the next verse... Is if you're saved, then you know it. Stomp your feet. Now, Kermit, you might have a little trouble with that.
2: Uh, I don't stomp too hard. Uh, okay,
0: yeah. Uh, but but we're gonna do this instead of instead of kill some flies. We're gonna sing. Kill a roach. Stomp, stomp. So you gotta say that with me, alright? Here we go, sing with me. If you're saved and you know it, stomp your feet. Kill a roach. If you're saved and you know it, stomp your feet. Kill a roach. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, stomp your feet. Kill a roach. Good job. Now, Kermit, here's where we're gonna give out the next flag. Alright. So you gotta be listening real good. All right. Okay, okay, okay. So here's how it goes: If you're saved and you know it, shout amen as loud as you can. And the side that does it the best is going to get the next flag. Kermit, you are yes. listening. Are you ready?
2: I'm listening.
0: Okay, here we go. Sing with me as loud as you can. Here we go. If you're saved and you know it, shout amen. If you're saved and then... come on, boys, shout amen. Saved and you know it. Then your life will surely show it if you're saved. And come on, shout it man! <laughs> all right, what do you think, Kermit?
2: Boy, oh boy, that was so close. Oh, uh, do you, do you think it we was should loud. Again,
0: or do you think that was good enough? Oh, definitely do it again. Do, do it one again. more time. Yep. More, okay. All right. One more time. Are y'all ready? You got any voice left? Here we go. If you're saved. And- Come on, shout amen! If you're saved, come on, shout amen! If you're saved, then you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved, and you know it. Shout amen! Woo! Be seated! You all did awesome! What do you think, Kermit?
2: That's a tough decision, but uh, I gotta say, that was probably the boys. Mm -hmm. The boys
0: side! Yep, that was the boys. Wow. So the boys get the next flag. The boys. How many of you girls think the boys deserve the next flag? Definitely. Well, <laughs> they, they don't agree with you, Kermit. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: oh, I heard it clear back here. I don't know about them.
0: Yeah. Well, you have, listen, I don't know if you understand this or not, but frogs have like super sensitive hearing. Super good. Yeah, so they don't make mistakes when it comes to hearing. Hey, so hey brother, Eric.
2: Okay, yeah, what? I, I got to tell you some jokes. You want to hear them?
0: Well, okay, shh. Okay, all you, right. you have some <laughs> jokes?
2: I, I sure do.
0: Okay, uh, go, go ahead. Um, let's uh, hear your right. jokes. What would you call a frog
2: that has parked illegally?
0: A, a frog that has what? Parked illegally. Parked illegally. Yep, hmm What do you call a frog that's parked illegally? Illegally. I, I don't know what. Toad. <laughs> toad. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> toad. I should have known it was oh, toad. All right, all right. I, I, got, I got one more. One okay, more. Okay, you got, you got another one. Okay. okay. Shhh, let's right. hear Kermit's jokes here. Go, the, ahead, go ahead, Kermit.
2: This one is my personal favorite. This, oh, it's his favorite joke. Okay, go ahead. What do you get when you cross a frog with some mist?
0: What do you get when you cross a frog? With some mist? your yep. like Mist? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what do you get when you call cross a frog with some mist?
2: You you I get Kermit the Fog.
0: Oh my goodness. Kermit the that's, Fog That's that's
2: a good one. Mm-hmm. You,
0: you like that one?
2: I love that one. Uh,
0: that that's a pretty funny Kermit. That was a pretty funny man. Alright, brother. Alright, well, thanks for coming out and helping. I said bye All Kermit! Right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. You know what? There are a lot of things in this life we would call facts. Like, there's no doubt it really happened and it's real. Guess what? This next song is a fact. It's a fact. It's this. God is not dead. What? Oh. I thought we were going to get through the whole night. Okay, okay, guys. My brother Aaron. Hold Have you on. seen
3: my poopsie whoopsie?
0: Your poopsie whoopsie? Yeah. If you missed this last night, where's the, that handsome hunk? She's after somebody, and I, I, I haven't even told you who, who, what he looks like. I know. So how do you know he's a handsome
3: hunk? Well. My standards not really high. <laughs> uh
0: huh. Yeah. Is he breathing? He's he's breathing, uh, Eunice. Yes, he's breathing. Does he have a job? He he has a job, I think. Good enough for me. <laughs> wow. Well, um, did he get a ring
3: last night?
0: I'm looking around to see if he's left the building. Nope, he's definitely in here. Um, we need... A, I, I hope he did not go buy a ring. Yeah, because he
3: doesn't know my size.
0: <laughs> what What size are you, just out of curiosity?
3: Size? Three.
0: Three. Okay. That's pretty small. Um, all right, so... Uh, I think... Um, y- y- what kind and of... I like gold. You want gold? Real gold. Real gold. And, and you and want. a hunk
3: of a diamond.
0: A hunk of a diamond from a hunk of a man.
3: That's right. Uh,
0: My whoopsie whoopsie. Ethan, I'm not going to look at you because I don't want to give it away, but you better run, buddy. Wait, he's here? Run for the hills. I told you, but I'm not going to look at him. I don't want you to know who he is. She's staring you down, bro. I don't know what to say. Uh, Wow. Do you know what he looks like? Wow, baby.
3: Yeah, baby. I'll be back tomorrow. Better have a ring.
0: Oh. Oh. Ethan, my friend, I bet you never thought the first chick that would call you baby was going to be that. And I feel real bad for you. Anyway, back to where we were at. This song is called God's Not Dead. Alright? And that is a fact. God is not dead. He is alive. We're gonna sing about it tonight. How many of you heard this song before? You know the song? So you can see sing- Yeah, yeah. Dale knows oh. song. Dale, yeah. you know this one? Yeah. Dale Are you ready? Song. We gotta yeah. give out Dale we ready. gotta give out another flag, Dale. Okay. Are you ready to go? Dale ready. Okay, okay, okay. So here's what we need. I need two Girls! girls. I need you can't say that yet. Oh, I need two girl helpers and two boy just helpers. Just practice. Two girls, two boys. <laughs> then i not afraid to sing the song. you got to be able to sing the song with me. All right, come on up here. We're going to do a boy. Come over here, girls. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. We're going to do a boy and a girl. The girl next, then a boy, then a girl. Okay. So every other one. So scoot all the way over here. Okay, that'll work. Okay, girl, boy, girl, boy. Instructions. Okay, so here's what's going to happen, all right? Girl, boy, girl, boy. We have four actions in this song, okay? Four actions. You're going to be the first one. Fill them in my hands. Can you clap? All together. Fill them in my hands. And that's your action, okay? Fill them in my hands. Clap. Just like that. Can you do it? All right, clap two times. Good job. Fill them in my feet. Okay, that's the boys. Fill them in my feet. Okay, fill them in my heart. This is you right here. Uh, uh. Girls, that's back to you. Uh, uh. All right, fill them in my soul. Woo! That's you. Can you do that? Do it. Woo! All right, that's back to the boys. You have the woos. Okay. All right. Now we're gonna sing. We're gonna sing this song all together. Listen. When it's your turn to do your action, you have to stand up and do it as best and as loud as you can. Dale is going to be the one doing the judging. Dale the watching. The side that does the best job is going to get the next flag. All right? So it doesn't even have to be super loud. It just has to be done really good, Dale. Are you ready? Dale ready. Okay. Here we go. God's not dead. you got to sing with me. Let's see. The girls, you're going to start us out when it's your turn for the first action. All right. Here we go. God's not dead. No. He is alive. God's not dead. No. He is is alive. God's not dead. No, he is. Come on, girls. Feel him in my hands. Feel him in my feet. Feel him in my heart. Ooh, ooh. Feel him in my soul. God's not dead. All right. That was pretty good. That was a good warm up. Now, we're going to get faster and louder. Dale, are you ready?
1: All right. Dale so you ready. Be ready? Are you ready?
0: Okay, here we go. Faster and louder. Ready? Sing with me. Here we go. God's not dead. No. He is alive. God's not dead. No. He is alive. God's not dead. No. He is alive. Filming my hands. Filming my feet. Filming my heart. Oh, oh. Filming my soul. God's not dead. All right. We're going to go even faster and even louder. This time we're gonna go super, super, super duper fast, piano player. Are you Speed ready? Of life. Ready to go. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you girls ready? Are you boys ready? Dale, you ready? Ready. Here we go. Ready. Sing with me. God's not dead. No, He is alive. God's not dead. No, He is alive. God's not dead. No, He is alive. Come on. Feel me in my hands. Feel me in my feet. Feel me in my heart. <laughs> Feel me in my soul. God's not dead. Hey. Alright. Dale, think we can go wow. faster? Yep. We're kicking up one more notch. Here we go. Are you ready? We're gonna out we're gonna outrun the piano player. She won't even be able to keep up with us. We're gonna go so fast. Her fingers are gonna be smoking hot. There's gonna be flames. The keys are gonna melt. Here we go. Dale, are you ready? Who's Dale gonna win? Ready. God's not dead. No, He is alive. God's not dead. No, He is alive. God's not dead. No, He is alive. Fill me in my. Fill me in my feet.
1: Fill me in my
0: heart. Fill me in my soul. Woo! God's not dead. Hey, that's pretty good. Are you guys okay? Wow. Did you keep up? Um, yeah, well, good job. I'm high, good. high five. High five. Are not you okay? No. You good? I did it too hard. You did it too hard. <laughs> Okay, I tell you what, you girls go right over here, see Miss Kristen, and she'll get you any piece of candy out of that box that you want, okay? Brother Ms. Will? Miss Kristen still likes a Snickers. The flag. You boys go over there too, get a, couple, get a piece of candy out of there, for help me, good job. Dale! Why? What do you think? Uh, that's hard decision. The now. boys were all ready to hoist the flag, they think they have won this outright. Oh, bragging are they? Well, I will say, they did a phenomenal job, but started the girls, so... <sighs> What do you think, Dale? Uh, okay. Uh, mm. Can we get a drum roll on the piano? Is the piano still open? What do you think, Dale? Boys? Or the girls? Ah,
1: boys!
0: The boys side! Oh! Got to go. I'm sorry. Girls, I'm sorry. Uh, So that means, that means that the boys are ahead tonight, two flags to one, two flags to one, all right, but we're going to give out another flag tonight for something we didn't give out a flag for last night, are you ready, we're going to give out a flag tonight for which side brought the most visitors on their side. All right. Now, I'm going to call out the names of those who, who brought the most tonight. We had a three-way tie on the girl's side. A three-way tie. A Yin, Marianne, and Gracie. Come up here. All three of you, come up here. Mary Marianne, and Gracie. All three of you come up here. On the boys' side, we had a two-way tie. We need Noah to come up here. And we need Jackson A. Jackson A, where are you? Jackson, to come up here. Come on up here, guys. Now, we're going to let the ladies go first because we're gentlemens. Okay? So, you three girls... Go right over here, pick out one prize apiece off that table. You just cannot take the backpacks with you. Okay, one prize apiece, backpacks at the end of the week. I'm not going to tell you how many they brought because that would give away who was already going to win this flag, this next flag, but I'll tell you here in just a minute. The Smarties, the, uh, what are those, Airheads, fitting for both of you. Okay, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. And, uh, uh uh-oh. Gentry Isaac Run, your sister has picked the boxing gloves. Okay, now, you two guys go to pick anything off that table that you want. You just cannot take home the backpacks. Let's let the little guy pick first, no, okay? That is a giant frisbee. That thing will go a long way. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Five seconds. Five. Four, he wants the squish ball. And no, it takes a crispy. Give them a hand. They did a great job. Give all those that brought visitors a hand. And here we go. So those that brought the most, we add them up. And the flag tonight goes to the girls side. So, you know what this means. Here in just a few minutes, we're going to have the penny offering. The third flag will be given out. The third flag, the side that wins, will get the prize for the night. The side that wins will get the snow cones first tonight. All right? We'll see about that in just a few minutes. But before we get to that part, let's quiet down and listen Do y'all remember what happened last night with our house up here? Do y'all notice the house looks a little different tonight by the way? Last night, Marvin, Melvin, whoever he is, um, he, used, he tried to use the wrong standard. Remember that? And everything got mismeasured and was wrong. And, but tonight, the roof's looking kind of funny. The roof, does it look upside down to you? Yeah, yeah it definitely looks upside down to me. Um, I don't know, but let's see if we can get Marvin to come out here, all right? Let's just call for Marvin. We'll see who shows up. Well, I don't know if it's a real name, but we got one, two, three. Marvin! 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 Oh, Margaret! Margaret, we were calling for Marvin.
3: You and me both. I mean, Melvin.
0: I mean, uh, anyway, what?
3: You and me both. Yeah. Look at this mess he's built while I was over at Home Depot picking up supplies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that myself. We were, me and the kids were just looking at that. Um,
3: I was looking forward to a nice, relaxing BBS this year. No fires, no chainsaws, no boards falling on my head. (laughs) No explosions,
0: no Marvin. Okay, come on, Margaret. I mean, is he really that bad? Remember all the good
3: times he almost lit the church on fire?
0: Oh, yeah, (laughs) kind of forgot about that. Uh, Yeah, you're right, you're right.
3: I better go get him and make him
0: fix this mess. Hey, hey, when you find him, when you find him, will you do me a favor? Will you you tell him that I have a new manly tool that I think will help him.
3: Mm-hmm. That's cute it, how you think that'll help.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, we're going to try. I'll tell him. I think it'll help get the standard right, is what I'm saying.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, i tell him.
0: Okay, thank you. Whoa, that was fast. Uh, Melvin or Marvin?
1: It's me, Melvin.
0: Because you are! Why are you whispering? Oh,
1: call my foot asleep. <laughs> what?
0: You're whispering because your foot's asleep? I mean, are you sure you're not Marvin? I would know
1: if I was Marvin.
0: I- I'm not so sure you would know.
1: I noticed you seem confused a lot.
0: Now, now, now look here. You know,
1: I mean. Hey, do what? you like the house? Margaret went to Home Depot, so I decided to surprise her.
0: Oh, well, she's going to... Su- I
1: started the roof.
0: I, I see that. Um, I, she's going to be surprised, all right. Let me ask you a question. Are, are you sure you looked at the plans right when you started building that thing?
1: Sure did. Looks just like the plans. Uh,
0: really? Can I see those plans,
1: Marvin? Helden? Oh, sure. Yeah, me- I, I got them right here.
0: You got Can I see him? Let me let me me see here. Let me let me see here. Uh, yep. Melvin, Marvin, whoever you are. Why does it look like he drew the plans with a marker? Uh, uh, cause I did. You, you, you can't just draw your own plans. You're not even an architect. Well, crying out loud. uh, I was trying to surprise Margaret. Well, why didn't you? But use it sort of didn't turn out right, so I redrew the plans. Melvin, you you, you just drew these plans on your own. You messed the whole thing up. You I can not do that. I did. I did. The, I can't even. The roof's upside down on the plans. Uh, you okay. can't leave it like that. Okay, fine. I'll fix it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Good. Good. I have something for you. Hold on. Before you go, I have something for you. I brought you something. Oh. Yeah, I brought uh, you something. What is it? An electric eel I love electric eel. No, no it's not an electric eel i I brought you a manly level and a, and, and you can use it as a, as a measuring stick here, so hold, hold on it's 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 big and manly Ugh. and it uses the right kind of measurements here. Here can you. Can you help? Here, here. 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 Can you get it? You you might need to get some help there. Uh, You might. You're going to pinch your finger. Watch what what you're doing. Uh, uh, You might need to get some help there. You you, you sure you got it? You got it? Manly. It's manly. Dude, you're not. You don't got it. No. Yeah, Menard, help this guy. Yeah, boss. He's about to kill himself. Yeah, I'm Nacho! Nacho, bear candy!
1: Nacho! 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 Oh. Help him! What? Help him. Help What in the world are you eating, you guys, Okay, okay, okay.
0: You guys got, got that? nachos. You, you got yeah. it? Nachos? Careful. You better oh. bother yeah, me I mean, nachos. some. Mm-hmm. That Good. figures.
1: Good. Okay. Now, you two, help me carry this new manly. Oh.
0: Hey, la- why don't you line up there and carry it together? That that might be a good way to. Oh, oh. careful, careful! Oh. Oh.
1: Oh. 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 Hold on, boys.
0: <laughs> you got it.
1: Oh. Okay, Nacho, Nacho,
0: you not lift first. Three, two,
1: lift. I say hey, okay. lift, hey, boys! Try, try
0: again. Try, try again. Try again. One, two, three, and lift again.
1: Uh. Why aren't you counting?
0: <laughs> one.
1: Okay, one. All right.
0: Two. <laughs> Ready. Three, go! My nachos! Melvin! Nacho! Menard! Are you okay?
3: What in the world? Why are you guys laying down? We have work to do! Come on, Melvin! You need to come cut some lumber. Oh, is that the new manly tool brother Eric brought you? Manly, yeah. Oh well, I'll get it. Oh. Move out of the way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Melvin? yeah i think margaret's more mainly than you are <laughs> she just walked off with that thing
1: Ow. you you must have left the brakes on
0: <laughs> what there's no brakes on a level what's wrong with you what you better get going margaret's waiting man you better oh. get going oh yeah oh, oh, oh. okay <laughs> <sighs> my goodness I hope they're okay back there.
1: Safety first! Time to break out my new manly Power Wood Boss
0: 5000. Whoa, 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 what, what? What did he say? What did he say? Power Wood Boss.
1: Margaret, you're going to need what? these safety goggles? Oh, where's that number you wanted me to cut? I got my new manly Power Wood Boss Five thousand. You're what? Oh no!
0: No. You don't suppose. Um, one, two. He bought a chainsaw.
1: This one over
0: here. What? No. What? No! Oh, oh, I see what? Flying!
1: What? 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 Margaret! Margaret? Margaret? Yes, Margaret. I'm going to Menards. That's my store. (laughs) I'm going to Menards to pick
3: up something very, very, very sharp. Okie dokie. When I get back, you better have that upside roof taken down. Okay,
1: Margaret.
0: Hey Melvin, can you hear me, buddy? Okay, what's up? Um, Mel- Melvin, if I were you, if I were Melvin, let me tell you what I would do right now. I would go and hide the chainsaw someplace far, 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 far. far. Yeah, Brother Eric. Those plans you drew that are down here, I'm just going to throw those away for you, okay? Ah. Oh. Because uh, you need to get the plans out that were drawn up by the architect, so you can actually build it the right way.
1: Well, that sounds like a splendid idea.
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. See Good luck. See you,
1: kids. See you, Brother Eric.
0: Bye. We'll see you later. Oh, my goodness. This guy. I think he's worse than his twin brother. I'm not, I'm not sure, but poor Margaret. She can't catch a break. No wonder she's glad Marvin was supposed to be in the jungle. <sighs> well, oh, we got to do something. We got to change the accident sign back. It had not been a day yet, has it? we got to go back to zero. I don't think we're ever going to get off zero or one this week with this crew going on here. I don't know. Zero days since the last accident. Well, it didn't go well for Melvin. He decided to redraw the plans for the house. He decided to do it his own way. Um, try to look how he... I mean, look how he built that thing. Good grief. But I want you to remember our theme. Listen up. Our theme this week is what? Say it with me. God's master plan. Let's say it again. God's master plan. And God has a master plan. He has a master plan for your life. He has a master plan for my life. But sometimes we like to try and redraw up the plans and do it our own way, don't we? We like to do it our own way. But the problem is we're not smarter than God. And His plan is always right. And so we need to follow His plan instead of trying to do it our own way and then everything will be okay. Y'all remember that tonight? Can you remember that? Follow God's plan. Well, let me ask you a question. How many of you brought pennies tonight? Let me ask the banker a question. Banker, did the bank bond sell tonight? The bank bond is out there somewhere someplace we don't know who has it i don't know who has it but they are saving it for later i'm sure let's go ahead and get our penny scales up here and let's get our offertory music playing and we are going to take up our penny march tonight now here's what we're going to do we're going to have the first grade and under they're going to get a chance to go first everybody else stay right where you're at i'll give you your turn okay so first grade and down come on up if you have pennies Boys on this side, girls on this side, you may come on. All the little ones, come on up here. Boys in here, girls in there. And we will see who wins the penny march tonight. Woo, the girls are already dropping in boxes of pennies tonight. Here they come. Construction hats full of money. That's what we like to see. I think it's pretty close so far. It's not going to be that far off. Let's let go and see where we're at. The girls are ahead right now. The girls are ahead. Come get the hat out of there. The girls are ahead. All right, everybody else. Careful, you may come up here. Guys, set the boxes in. Don't throw them in. Set them in. If you have a big brick of pennies, set them in. Do not throw them in. Got another one coming right up here behind. Liam, set it down in there, buddy. Don't throw it. Set it easy, easy. There you go. Okay. Get that box out. All right. The girls are lining up on this side over here. Oh, man. boys side, Caitlin. Put it in the boys side. What? (laughs) I'm just kidding. She's like, are you crazy? All right, let's see who's ahead right now. Who's winning? The boys are ahead. The boys are ahead right now. The girls lost last night. Will the girls lose two nights in a row? Will the girls lose two nights in a row? The boys are winning. The girls are still dropping pennies in. The girls are at the bank lined up with all their big bills back there, turning in their $100 bills. The boys are still ahead right now they're still dropping more money in and more money in and more money in somewhere the bank bond is still out there they are secretly hanging on to it waiting for the perfect moment to drop it in and surprise the other side i don't know who has it If you need money from the bank, make your way to the bank now. If you need money from the bank, we will not keep it open very much longer. You must make the trip to the bank at this time. The boys are still powerfully in the lead. Here comes some more for the girls' side. Who's ahead now? The girls have taken the lead. The girls are now ahead. The boys need all they can get now. Here it comes, who's ahead still? The girls are still ahead, not by much. Not by much, but the girls are still ahead we are going to close the bank in one minute one minute from now the bank will be closed if you need to go to the bank and get pennies do it now one minute on the bank less than a minute on the bank and it will be closed for the night 40 seconds on the bank and it will be closed 30 seconds, and the bank will be closed. Girls are still piling in their money. The girls are commandingly ahead now. 20 seconds, and the bank will be closed. I have a feeling we have people hanging on to money. 10 seconds, 10, nine, eight, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. The bank is closed. You cannot purchase any more pennies for the night. Do we have the bank bond somewhere now? Would be the time to put the bank bond in if you have it. Because we are going to count down from ten. If the girls have the bank bond, now would be the time to use it. They do. boys to the girls brother Will it is not looking good yes brother Tim we will need the cart to pull these out of here the girls side is extremely heavy alright boys this is your last chance here we go count down with me drum roll here we go Ten. Nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Girls win tonight. Girls can hoist the final flag for the evening. The girls have won the penny offering. The girls have won the third flag. Girls, you will get the bracelets when you leave tonight. There are rubber band bracelets for you on the way out. You will also get snow cones first tonight. I can't. It won't open. There we go. All right. All right, let's do this. The money is headed out. First grade and under, you may be dismissed. Follow Brother Seth. He's right here in the middle in the orange shirt. You follow him out to the lobby area and down to your classrooms. Everyone else, stay right where you're at. Stay right where you're at. We'll let you move up here in just a minute, okay? Alright, everybody else, you may move up to the second row and back, so go ahead and move on up. Let's let the littler ones sit in the front rows. Let the littler ones sit in the front rows. The taller ones sit behind them, that way they can see, okay? Why don't you girls move up to this row right here? Mercy, why don't you all move up again? Let's fill this in right here, okay? That way the older ones can sit back and the taller ones can sit back there. Fill it on in, okay? Scoot on in, girls. Scoot all the way in. Mercy, scoot all the way in. Okay? Scoot all the way in. We got some seats right here on the end, girls. Okay? Right here on the end. Let's go ahead and move on up. All right. While you're moving on up, let's look at these rules to remember tonight. Okay? Sit up straight. Keep your hands in your lap. They're right up here. Keep your feet still. Pay attention to Brother Robert when he gets up here. And no talking. Okay? No talking. Talking, just keep focused on everything that's going on, and uh, we are going to learn tonight about God's master plan. So, brother Robert, when you are ready, come right ahead. All right, and I'm going to give you the microphone so that they can hear you.
4: you can strap it on, man. A strap it on, you know. <laughs> there you go. All right. We'll awkwardly transition. Did everyone have a good day? Fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Till the penny offering? Yes. It's all right. Keep things interesting. If it was the boys every night, you'd get bored with that. Again, I'm excited to be here. Thankful that you all made the time to be in God's house tonight, to be a part of Vacation Bible School. It's been a great week so far, and I have no doubt that it will continue to be so. Well, this evening we're going to continue looking at some things in God's Word that help us to understand God's master plan and how God wants to work that In your life. And if you're here last night, then hopefully you remember the encouragement to not be a fathead. To not be filled with pride, but rather to be humble and understand that God knows what he's talking about. So We're going to continue on from there and see what God has in his word for us tonight so that we can begin to understand how God wants to build this edifice, this structure, this thing that is our life. And as we saw in the puppet skit, he certainly does have a plan and he intends to work that plan and we're going to see what God's Word has to say about that tonight. But let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll look at the passage of Scripture this evening. Father, again, we want to come before you and thank you for your faithfulness and goodness to us throughout the day. I know it's been a hot day, but I do want to thank you that we have cool air conditioning inside. Lord, as we have this time now, in your Word, I ask that you bless it, that you remove distractions, and that you speak to hearts. We thank you for all that you do, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to be looking at a familiar passage of Scripture to many of you, possibly. And it's because of the familiarity that I want to encourage you right now, don't tune out, don't plug your ears, don't sit back and think, well, I've heard this before, I I know everything about it, and so I don't need to listen, this isn't for me tonight, no. God's Word is being opened, we're going to look at God's Word, and it's for each and every one of us, every time it is open. And so if uh, you have your Bibles, I'll invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter number 7. If you don't then listen as I read from Matthew chapter number 7. It says in Matthew chapter number 7, beginning in verse number 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And so it should be pretty plain, pretty obvious what we're going to be looking at this evening, but I certainly want to help, under, or help you to understand, to add some clarity as to what's going on and why this is so imperative for each and every one of us in our lives. But before we get into that, I have to ask you an important question. <clears throat> How many of you hate running? Only a few of you hate running. How many hate run- like you just want to? You want to go outside right now and you want to go run because you just no. Okay, you, then, then if you hate running and you'd rather sit inside in the nice air conditioning and, and sit back and relax, then you're very much like me because I don't like running very much at all. Now I do it because I'm told that it's good and it's healthy and I don't know whatever, but it's no fun. And, and I've done a lot of running in my life, and, and I can tell you this: that the, the times that I've been running on pavement on the road or sidewalk, whatever it is, it's significantly easier than running on the beach. Has anyone ever been running on a beach? We're in Kansas. We have a lot of beaches run, right? Now, believe it or not, in Ogallala, Nebraska, just a few miles north of us, we have miles and miles of sandy beaches. We do. Now, they're not ocean beaches, but there's Nebraska's largest lake just north of us, Lake McConaughey, and there are sandy beaches all the way around. And the lake's 22 miles long. A lot of sandy beaches. It's really cool. It's really neat. But but running on sand is is really difficult. And hopefully, it doesn't take you too much to really understand why it's hard to run on sand because the sand moves under your feet. If you've been to the beach, you understand this that if if you're standing on the sand, especially as water's coming in, uh, then it doesn't take too long before the water goes out from underneath your feet. I remember the very first time I went to the ocean. I was a kid. This is the height I was when I was a kid. And then I became this height. But I remember I'd never been to the ocean before, and no one told me about how powerful the waves were. So I'm standing there, the waves hit me. Oh, it's really cool. And it pushes me back. I stand there, and a couple more waves hit me, and I realize that there's something called undertow, where the wave, not only does it come in, but then it goes back out, and then it pulled me out into the ocean. That wasn't very far, but I didn't really expect it, and so I ended up drinking a lot more ocean water than I wanted, and it's really gross. So if you have the opportunity to go to the ocean, be prepared, the waves will crash into you, and they'll pull you out if they can, and don't drink the water. Now, I say all that to say that there's a significant difference between something that's solid and something that's firm and something that's sandy, and I think we can all understand that. But but Jesus oftentimes uses parables. He uses stories about things that are commonplace, things that we can easily understand to help us to understand something even more significant in the spiritual and in the heavenly realm. And he's doing that exact thing here this evening. So, Matthew chapter number 27, again, or Matthew chapter number 7, I apologize, is probably a familiar passage to many of you, but I want you to understand that as we're seeing this portion right here, it's toward the very end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, a, whole, a wonderful sermon that Jesus delivers to give instruction as to how life should be lived. Now, Jesus has tremendous love for the people that are listening, and so he wants them to understand how life should be lived. And I want, to, I want you to understand as well that it's been recorded in God's Word the exact way God wants it to be recorded because Jesus wants you to understand the same instruction that he delivered nearly 2,000 years ago, and we'll discuss more about God's Word and its significance and why it needs to be an important part of your life as we go on through the week, but understand first and foremost that what we have here, it has indeed been preserved because God cares enough about you to be able to look at what has been said a long time ago, and He wants you to understand it. And what He wants you to understand in a general sense is that there's a right way to live life, and there's a wrong way to live life. Now, I know that we live in a world and we live in a time when a lot of people, that they think that it really doesn't matter, that you get to choose, that what you feel is right, that what you think is right, that your truth is the way that that you want to live, and it's okay if it doesn't match up with somebody else's truth or somebody else's life. Everything's good. Well, I can assure you very much that that is not the case at all, that there is indeed a right and there is indeed a wrong. There is that which is righteous and that which is sinful, and God wants us to be uh, very much informed as to what those things are. He's not not gray regarding the matter of what's right and wrong. And what makes it so wonderful is that he allows you to choose. Now, you might think, well, why does God get to decide what's right and what's wrong? Well, God created us. (laughs) And since he made us, not only does he get to decide what's right and what's wrong, but also because he made us, he knows Exactly how this life should be lived. My son Samuel, if you've not seen him, he's two years old. And he tries to draw things because brother and sister, they like to draw things. And if you've ever seen a two-year-old draw, it doesn't turn out like the Mona Lisa. It doesn't turn out like anything that resembles anything at all. In fact, well, he can't even describe to me what it is But if I were to ask him, Samuel, what's this? Then I guarantee you, then um, he would know what it was, but I wouldn't. See, Gracie, she likes drawing a lot. If any of you like to draw, artists, awesome. I am not. Stick figures all the way. That's it. And what Gracie draws now is far more detailed and far more uh, um, beautiful than it used to be. Not that the pictures were bad. I don't want to discourage her from drawing. But I remember having to ask her, There's the tactful way to say what is that? Tell me about your drawing. (laughs) And so she'd have to tell me about her drawing often because I would not be able to discern that this blob was mom and this blob was dad and this blob over here was our dog because they were all blobs. But she knew exactly what everything was. She did. And so she could describe what it was and and what they were doing and, and it made sense in her mind. Now, God's form far more intelligent than any one of us. But, but, but since he's drawn up the plan for our life, and since he's created us, then he knows the exact function that he intends for our life, and he knows exactly how the plan for our life should work, and so it would be beneficial for us to listen to the one that knows the plan, to listen to the one that knows exactly how life should be lived, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, before this passage here, Jesus shares a number of things how not to be afraid in life, what things should be important to you in your life, how you should treat others, the attitude that you should have toward others, and how you can go to heaven. Jesus really cared about those that were listening, and he wanted them to understand important things about life. But I want you also to understand <clears throat> that while listening to people is great, I mean you, you should listen, but but... Listening listening only goes so far. It only does go, does so much good. Because I can tell, well, I can tell both Gracie and Asher, I need your room to be clean. And they can look at me. And they can listen to what I say. They can acknowledge that I've said something. Yes, Father dearest. That's how they talk. And then remain seated doing exactly what, they've, what they were doing before. They heard it. They listen, But what I asked or what needed to be done wasn't accomplished. Does that ever happened to you? Or are you one of those weird kids that does exactly what you're told the perfect way the very first time you're told to do it? No? Okay, good. You're not weird. <laughs> yeah. And so listening is great. But, but Jesus doesn't just want people to listen. I don't know. There's far more that needs to be understood. And so he ends the Sermon on the Mount with this wonderful parable, this wonderful story to help paint a mental picture to help those that are listening to understand what he's trying to say. Jesus instructs those that are listening to hear and to do what he has said. And obviously the important first part is is to listen, to to not ignore, to, to not get distracted. It is important that you do what you've heard. Because you can choose not to do what you've heard. You can choose not to brush your teeth, to not brush your hair. You can choose not to change your clothes. And everyone will know that you've chosen not to do those things. You you can say, well, it's too hard. It's too hard to pick up my room. That's my daughter's number one excuse. I don't want to just pick on her. I was a child once as well. I just don't remember my childhood. I blocked all that out of my mind, all the horrible things I've done, so I can't use my... But her number one excuse, toys all over the place, tea sets scattered over here, stuffed animals over here, dolls over here, and then art supplies like scraps of paper and pens over here. And then we mix it all up in the middle of the room. And that's how her room looks five minutes after it's been cleaned. And so we say, clean up your room. I can't clean it up. There's too much. Well, who made the mess? Oh, I did. Oh, okay, well, since you made the mess, then you should be able, you had the energy to do all of this. You should have all the energy to, to pick it back up, right? But somehow her energy is suddenly sapped and she can no longer pick up the room. And so it requires some assistance from either me or my wife. And uh, one day, hopefully, she will have children and then have to endure the same thing that we're enduring now. <laughs> Those of you that are young and have, well, you'll understand that. It's okay. Anyway, the other reason that we choose not to do things is we just don't think that it's worth it. It's not worth my time. It's a waste of time. You ever feel that way about things? I'd rather play video games. I'd rather watch TV. Maybe you're an unusual child. I'd rather read a book. I'd rather go outside and play. Any number of reasons that you think that this thing that I'm doing right now is far more worth my time than cleaning my room or brushing my teeth or doing whatever my parents tell me to do, I'd rather go do something else. We've all been there. There are all, there are all sorts of things that we enjoy doing, and i would rather do those than the important things that we need to do. <clears throat> but again, Jesus, he paints this beautiful picture to help us understand the importance of not just listening, but of doing. Again, I want to read this passage of Scripture, and I want to read a companion passage of Scripture in the book of Luke as well. But he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them. I'm going to read the other portion of Scripture that refers to the other person, because again, the contrast is very clear, and it should stand out to you very readily. It says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Did you catch the difference? Yes? No? Is it really hot in here? Am I the only one sweating? No? Okay. So there's the man that heareth. He's heard what's been said, and it's been comprehended. He understands it, and he does it. And then there's the individual that hears what's been said, and he understands it, and he does it not. And Jesus paints the contrast between the two. Luke chapter number 6. It says, verse number 47, Whoso cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. We'll finish reading the passage here. It says, he is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. And so back to Matthew chapter number 7. Again, contrasting these two types of people. It's not that they didn't hear. It's not that they didn't know. that They very much sat in places like you are right now where they heard God's word and they understood what was being said and they were presented with a choice to either do what was being said or to not do what was being said. And Jesus beautifully illustrates the difference between the two because God loves you enough to help you to understand the choice that is before you. Again, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. A wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Now you might know what wise means. You might know what a wise individual or what a wise man is, but maybe you don't. And I want to understand, or I want you to help you, I want to help you to understand, to give you a basic <clears throat> definition of what wise means. It's, it's using knowledge in a beneficial way, in a general sense. You can use knowledge in a way that's beneficial, that's profitable, that's the correct way to use that knowledge. Now, when we're looking at God's word and when God's speaking about a wise individual, we can be a little bit more specific because. There certainly is wisdom. People can, in this world, use information in the right way that is helpful and is beneficial. But God's not concerned with earthly wisdom. God's concerned with godly wisdom. And what that means is to use that information or to use that knowledge in the right way, in God's way, in a way that's pleasing to God. And so, again, what Jesus is helping us to understand is this individual that built this house, was a wise man. He was an individual that took information and he used it the best way that it could be used. Not just a good way or a beneficial or helpful way, but the very best way that it could be used. And so he decided, I want to build a house. Now I know at least a little bit about life and I know that at some point in the, in the existence of this house, things are going to happen. I know that at some point in the existence of this house that rains are going to come that floods are going to come, that there are going to be winds. And so it is very much beneficial that I take that into account in the construction of my house. And as we saw in Luke, chapter number 6, it talks about him digging down and laying a foundation. Again, it says the same thing, or at least something very similar here, which built his house upon a rock. And just as the wise man figured that it would, the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it had the expected result that it fell not but verse number 26 again gives us the other end of the spectrum that everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man now proverbs does a beautiful job of helping to contrast wise and fool don't don't misunderstand a foolish person isn't a dumb person there's another word in the Bible for that. A simple person. Well, not dumb, but somebody that it lacks knowledge. It lacks information. No, a fool. It's far more unfortunate to be a fool. Because a fool is somebody that has the information. They, they, they know that they have the knowledge. They know that what, what's there. But they choose not to do the right thing with it. Or God's thing with it. You ever done that? You knew what the right thing was to do and you chose not to do it? Sure. We do that all the time. When we know that we should obey our parents and we decide not to. When, when we know that we shouldn't raise our voice and yell or we shouldn't hit somebody, there's a whole host of things that we could go through in the list of all the different ways that we knew the right thing to do but we decided not to do it. Foolish. Foolish. With a foolish man similar to the wise man i want to build this house i want to build a place that i can live he knew what needed to happen i'm sure that he knew just like the wise man that you know eventually there are going to be rains eventually there are going to be floods eventually there are going to be winds there's going to be things that are going to come along but you know what i bet if i build my house just the right way and just the right location then i can avoid all that and it's not going to matter one bit You know, if I don't bother digging down and and establishing a foundation, I can save some money and I can buy a new car to put in the garage and it'll be okay. Uh, I can go through life and I can spend some of that money on an entertainment system and the best big screen TV and and I can use it on something else instead of wasting it on a foundation. I mean, it's been how many years since we've had a flood? How many years since we've had a big storm? It's not going to matter. And so he actively decided, I'm going to forego digging a foundation. And I'm sure both houses look beautiful. I'm sure both houses were meticulously planned and constructed. And from the front, from the outside, I'm sure there wasn't much difference. But I love that Jesus helps us to understand that the rain and the flood and the winds, they came regardless. And it's not like they came on just the foolish man. It's not like the difficulties favored the foolish man because he's foolish and he doesn't use the knowledge the right way. Oh no. The difficulty came to the wise man as well, but the difference between the two is that the wise man used the knowledge, the information that he had the right way, and he was prepared. He was prepared. And so the result, or the, <clears throat> the consequence of their decisions is incredibly different. The wise man's house stood, and the foolish man's house fell, and great was the fall of it. Verses 28 and 29 help us to understand the reasoning why Jesus has has said these things and why he's trying to impart it to us as well. It says, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. They were awestruck by his teaching. They were amazed. But it says in verse number 29, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He had authority. Now, now I I mentioned a few moments ago that God has the authority to tell us what's right and what's wrong and to design the master plan and to orchestrate our life and show us exactly how he wants things to be to work out the way that he has planned. But beyond that, I, I think it's important for us to understand that this matter of authority also means that he has the power to judiciously decide. And You might think that's a whole lot of words and some of them I understand and some of them I don't. Because God knows what he knows, because God has this information, he can decide properly on what's right and what's wrong. We did let's make a deal, right? The game would be really unfun if the boxes weren't there, right? If you had no clue what was inside the boxes, would it really be a game? It'd just be come up and pick the pile of stuff that you really like. Now, I have a child, I'd pick the diaper because those are valuable. But understand, some people, they go through life and they look at it like it's these two boxes and they have no clue what's underneath either one of them. And it's just their best guess, looking at the situations, well, I could pick box number two or I could pick box number three. And it really doesn't matter because I'm just going to pick one and just go with it. God doesn't want anybody to go through life that way. He doesn't want it to be a blind selection, you trying to figure out, well, maybe if I go down this path and it'll work out, and oh, I run into something here, so I'll just turn and I'll go this way, and maybe it'll work out better for me this way. No, God has the authority, and He wants us to be able to, again, judiciously decide, to have the information, to be able to see what's there before us, to make the appropriate decision, the wise decision about life, and go about things that way. That's what he wants. And so Jesus is giving all this information to these people. All those people that are sitting and they're listening. Listening. He's telling them all the information so that they can make the wise decisions in life. So that they can live lives that that have authority. Not authority in and of themselves, but lives that can look at a situation and be able to decide this is the godly route and this is the ungodly route. This is the wise way and this is the foolish way. But he says that the difference between the two isn't the information that you have, but it's the doing. It's the doing. <clears throat> Jesus is trying to relate to them just in a simple fashion <clears throat> that if you do the words of Christ, you can build a storm-proof life. That's not to say that the storms won't come. They will. They will. There's a man in our church that has... In the past couple of years, he and his wife, they have dedicated themselves to the Lord and in in a wonderful way have made leaps and bounds in their relationship with him. (laughs) Throwing off chains of bondage that once had them bound for years and rededicating themselves to God and to being in church and reading his word and submitting to him and it's been amazing for me to be able to see God work in their life that way. And there's a little boy that lives right next door to them, and that's going through something that, that I went through when I was a boy as well. <clears throat> I believe he's about six years old. And he's going through a storm that, that maybe some of you have gone through or are going through. But when I was eight, my, my parents got divorced. And that little boy is going through the same thing. And I'm so thankful that while this little boy... He doesn't know Christ as his Savior as far as I can tell. But he has a man right next door that brings him to church as often as he can, that shows him the love of God and shows him what a wise man does with his life. I'm so thankful for that. Now there are certainly people that invested in my life. But, and that's in part how God brought me to this place that I am right now. For sure. But there are storms that occur in everybody's life that are outside of our control, whether it's a divorce within your family, whether it's a loved one, or even a pet that's dying, or or something else that comes up that's outside of your control that makes you wonder what's going on, and and it brings frustration and anger. It makes you feel confused, like you don't know where you're going or, or how to handle things. That happens to everybody, whether it's somebody that knows Jesus as their Savior or somebody that does not. Storms come. But Jesus wants us to be able to go through life. Again, being able to understand what's before us and then doing what's been said. <clears throat> A foolish person acts like they, like they know what's best, like what they're thinking is best. And when the storms of life come, They're unprepared, and many of the things they thought were right or they thought were true, they fall down around them. A wise person is someone that makes decisions God's way. They've heard what God's word says, and they do it. They know that storms will come, even if they don't know what kind or when, and their life is built upon God's word. They believe the things that God has said and they act like they believe them. There's a difference. Jesus tells us that our lives should be built upon God's word. That means that we should see what the Bible says about how we should live and we should do it. Just like the blueprints. We can't go through life trying to write our own master plan or change the way God says things should be done. Because despite our insight, despite how smart we think we are, I guarantee you, your life will end up looking worse than whatever that monstrosity is in the middle there. It will. Despite how it might look to everyone on the outside. Because when the storms come, and they will come, there's no foundation. So... Our, our lives need to be founded upon God's word. And not just reading it, but doing it. And the very first and most important part of doing what God says is trusting Jesus as your Savior. He makes it abundantly clear. We talked about it tonight, and I'm not going to shy away from talking about it this evening as well that the first step, that the very first thing, the very first item on this construction of your life as part of God's master plan is the, having the foundation set. And as we'll look at tomorrow night, that foundation is Jesus Christ. That it has to start with Him because He will never change. He is the rock upon which your life must be built. And God makes it, again, incredibly easy for that thing to take place, for the foundation of your life to be set upon Jesus Christ. is simply by faith. It's simply by accepting the the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. We talked about the wonderful good news, the wonderful gospel of salvation last night. I want to present it to you very briefly this evening so that you understand maybe last night you were tuned out. Maybe last night I wasn't loud enough, and I can be even louder if I need to. I can project a little bit more just in case maybe it didn't get quite all the way through your head. Understand the fact that Jesus Christ is God's Son. That Jesus Christ was born of a virgin just like God said he would be, and that he lived a sinless life. And the reason that he lived a life without breaking any of God's laws, and the reason that he lived a life completely obeying God was because he was born so that he could die. None of us can say that we're born to die. He had the very specific purpose in life that he was going to die and sacrifice himself because it was necessary, because the sacrifice had to be made, because you're a sinner because you've done wrong because i've done wrong because god wants to provide the opportunity the ability for you to avoid the penalty for your sin because he's very clear about what that penalty is it's eternity and a place called hell and a lake of fire separated from god when this life is over you don't just go out into nothing when this life is over there are only two or one of two places that you're going to go and one of them is hell and that is not a place where god wants anyone to go And so he provided his son to be the sacrifice that God required to die on a cross and shed his blood to be buried and then gloriously three days later raised from the dead. And he did all that and then made the process of accepting that sacrifice so simple because he wants to extend the invitation to each and every person that hears that wonderful news that it's simply recognizing that you are a sinner, that you, are a, that you have done wrong, that you've broken God's laws, and that you cannot re- repair the, the relationship with God, that you cannot do enough good in this life or in all eternity to make up for the bad that you've done because God is eternally and forever holy, then it takes forever and ever to try and repay that sin debt that you owe, even for one. And I promise you that each and every one of us here have done more than one sin. But Jesus, because he was God and because he was man and because he was perfect, he was able to pay the penalty for your sin. And God lovingly extends the opportunity to have your sins forgiven if you accept the sacrifice of Jesus. If you stop the direction that you're going, and you admit, yes, I have done wrong, yes, I am a sinner, and you repent and you turn direction and you recognize that God's way is right and that I am wrong and that what God has said is correct and that what I thought is wrong and that God has made the sacrifice for me through His Son, Jesus Christ, just simply crying out and saying, God, I am indeed a sinner. I have done wrong, but I want to accept the sacrifice of Your Son, Jesus, on my behalf. Please save me. That makes it so easy. And if you have not done that, then it's of utmost importance that you do that very thing so that God can begin to work the beautiful master plan that he has for your life. Because your life needs to be set upon a foundation. It needs to be set upon Jesus Christ because I promise you that storms, that difficulties and trials will come. It's not to discourage you about life ahead. That's just to let you know in a very real way, just like Jesus did to those that were listening almost 2,000 years ago, that storms will come. And you can either listen and do nothing and be found a fool, or you can listen and simply do and be discovered to be a wise person because that foundation is there. What will you choose? Stand with me if you would. <clears throat> Heads bowed and eyes closed. Again, I don't know how many of you <clears throat> have accepted Jesus as you-